Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are back at it with B on Sunday, where we take you inside the culture of Vox Church. Once again, I am Kurt. I am the host of this podcast, and I want to send a big thank you for JK, our pastor, for <laughs> sitting down with me today and talking about just life. Welcome, buddy. How it's are you? It's always a joy. I love it. It is always a joy. I love that intro. Yeah, <laughs> can't beat right. it. Can't beat it. And you want to know what else you can't beat? What's it's that? Christmas season. It is. It's, I mean, for me, Christmas is a 364. That's right. The whole season. For Kurt, the countdown starts it's, on the 26th. It starts right away. That's right. I love the Christmas season. It's also your birthday. It is. Yeah. It so is. So all the, all, the, all the big events. All, I mean, all at once. And it happens to be my wife's, uh, my wife's birthday one week prior that right? to that. Yeah. So which makes I it really know. hard because I yeah. can't truly celebrate until after that. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> Don't true. tell her I said that. Though. Don't <laughs> yeah. tell her I said that. So, how are you? How's how's life? How's everything? Yeah, you know, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, thankful and um, healthy, and we're just uh, navigating. I'm sure you have the same deal. All the chaos with the kids yeah. and school, and mm-hmm. you know, we have four, and so they're all in different schools, different circumstances. But um, yeah, I mean, we're good. God gave me a word. Actually, I wasn't even going to share it today, but. Uh, Psalm 25 verse one. I love this. It says, I don't even, I'm not even looking at it, but Psalm 25 verse 125, excuse me. This isn't part of the podcast, but <laughs> those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. So mm-hmm. I've just been like trying yeah. to live from a place of just God. I just trust you and everything mm-hmm. can't be shaken. Yeah. Well, there's been a lot that has been going on in the last couple of weeks, and not just in the world and, and yeah. everything else, but just a lot happening within Vox Church. And for me, it's it's I get to see a little glimpse of what is actually going on. But for some of our listeners, they uh, have no idea what's up and coming. So yep. I yep. wanted to spend a little bit of time to talk about what we are going to do this year for our Christmas service. Because yeah. Christmas service, if, over the last couple of years, that has been one of the major, major events that... I look forward to yeah, it's always you guys always knock it out of the park and this year is no different yeah. I mean it's not a physical service but you right. want to dive in a little bit and and tell us what that's going to be like yeah obviously you know for months and months we usually prep Christmas six eight months before uh, the Christmas season actually hits and so we've been of course thinking talking praying all summer long about how we're going to do Christmas this year and with everything being so unstable and inconsistent one of the great things about Christmas normally is that we're able to gather like huge gobs of our church mm-hmm. at one time because yeah. we meet in nine locations all over the place and Christmas is usually like four or five huge services. Everybody can come from all over the place and and it's a blast but we knew that that was like a 99.9% chance not yeah. going to happen in yeah. terms of being able to gather at that size and so we just threw all of our energy behind a movie, mm. a motion yeah. picture. And so, <laughs> and so we, you know, our creative team just went nuts and uh, rented all these cameras, you know, they're filming and they're like, yeah, these are the cameras that they shot, uh, you know, um, whatever uh, the Marvel movies yeah, on. And I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah. cool. You know, but um, so we put together this, we, we started just brainstorming themes. And this year the theme is sacred obscurity, mm-hmm. which we thought, you know, in a year where we've all kind of been pushed into obscurity, sort of into our homes and mm-hmm. away from our normal routines, uh, we have to see the sacredness of that, that everything started with the gospel in obscurity, uh, in a manger all by himself, 
you know, uh, surrounded by sheep and cows, Jesus came into the earth. The second person, the Trinity, entered humanity. And so this idea of sacred obscurity and how uh, God really does birth the greatest movements out of the most obscure places. Mm-hmm. And so, anyways, we've been putting this movie together. You've been a part of it. Yeah, we've been having yeah. fun. And uh, and uh, it's coming out on the 23rd. Yeah, and, and guys, I cannot begin to explain the the thought and the process of putting this movie together. So I, I, I can't wait for you guys to watch it. So make sure you mark your calendars for that day yeah. on the 23rd. It is going to be a spectacular event. It's going to be fun. So talking about some of the past Christmas uh, Christmas Christmases, yep. um, I just want to ask you real quick, what is one of your favorite memories that you had from one of those services? Because yeah. being a part of the it's Christmas good. services over the last couple of years... I, it's it's yeah. I mean, it's magical. It the, is there, the atmosphere. Just everything about it has been absolutely amazing. So, looking back, yeah. what do you think would would be a story you'd like to tell? You know, we we always love to push it over the top at Christmas. We always love to say, "Hey, listen, let's leverage everything we can to celebrate the goodness of God." And his arrival on planet Earth. And so there are so many fun memories. I mean, one year we shot like laser beams all through the, the, the room. Another year we had a confetti cannon that just totally malfunctioned yeah. and it was awesome. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it was just great. Lots of different things. I think my favorite memory though is, uh, so one year we hired these this dance team. Yeah. And, uh, and I had never seen them before and they were supposed to come to rehearsals. Things got mixed up and I had literally never met these guys until the day we were on the stage oh, and there's thousands of people packed in this room. And they hit the stage and just lit it up. It was probably two or three years ago. This dance team was just like ridiculous, Mm -hmm. like so talented. And, uh, And I just remember standing on the side of the stage being like, Wow, yeah. that was awesome! I mean, it was like such one. Of, it was like one of those major risks that could have gone just totally lame, yeah, or just amazing. And it was amazing. So I, that's probably one of my favorite memories from just celebrating the goodness of God through Christmas and uh, taking some risks and having some fun. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember that the place was yeah, going yeah. nuts because oh, all man. of a sudden they just came out, they just and, busted and, out. And no and... one had any idea what was going, on, and they just started crushing it. I mean, even even I think about last year, and I think about. Uh, everything yeah. in the production that was put on. Yep. I mean, it was just amazing. And it was different. So yeah. last year, you think about your your uh, typical Christmas service. You think yep. about, okay, you know, joy to the world, yep. all this. Yep. But yep. last year, I mean, it was a totally different vibe, but yeah. a vibe that really gave you a connection and totally. rooted in the season of Christmas. Yep. Yep. So I, I'm, when, you, when you're piecing these together, are you sitting down with, people or yep. you know how does it work uh yeah in terms of your ideas for these services yeah so obviously it starts with prayer we we pray we seek god you've got one story and you're going to tell it a different way every year yeah. right and so it's like looking at a diamond when you look at the arrival of jesus on the earth it's got so many angles and colors and shades and so uh just sort of approaching the story of christmas and saying okay uh what are we sensing god saying in this season mm-hmm. and how do we express that through the christmas story and then once we sort of catch like a a thread we just pull the thread you know and we say all right how are all the ways we can do this and that's where me and the creative team joey and tim and the other guys just get together and we say all right what are the different ways we can express this and then they storyboard the whole thing out mm-hmm. and it just layer after layer after layer so usually i'll come with a thought or an idea and then they just run with it and make it come alive. And so, yeah. you know, this year it started with this idea. Actually, I was reading a book um, by Alicia Britt Cholet called, uh, I forget what it's called. <laughs> but it was, I'm looking at, yeah, I'm looking at, I don't remember what it's called. But it's, <laughs> it's too many anonymous. Books. Anonymous. anonymous. There it is. Okay. Yeah, it's called Anonymous. And it's all about how God redeems 
hidden seasons. Yeah. And I just thought, as I was reading that book, I was like, this is our Christmas narrative. Mm-hmm. And so we, we really took some of the phrases from that book and we just started expounding on them in light of the scripture and Christmas and the whole thing just sort of evolved from there. Yeah. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's, it's really fun to build these moments uh, where we can express truth that we've all heard before in a fresh way. Yeah. Well, again, once again, guys, I just can't begin to explain to you how excited I am to watch the production that is being put out. So the 23rd, make sure you tell people, you know, this is going to be a movie that you definitely want to see and share. Yeah. So getting a little bit into the church itself. So we've been doing some microservices. Yep. I feel like every single week we sit down and say, oh, you know, I mean, it's everything's changing so I fast. I, I don't think there's been a week where we haven't said that. I so, know. you know, Talk about a little bit of uh, the microservices. What is yeah. going on inside the church body right now with each campus? Yeah, you know, really thankful. Um, people are staying connected. And this is a time where it's easy to not stay connected. And so I'm really thankful for the level of connection that we're seeing. Our church online attendance is still just week after week, very, very strong. Yeah. People are tuning in. I'm thankful for that because, I mean, I know you know, I know that it's hard to stay tuned in church yeah. online every week. You mm-hmm. know, it's just there's so many challenges. So we decided to open up microchurch services. Uh, Middletown and Hartford are not currently holding services, but we're sending those people to other locations and trying to stay connected. Obviously, we can only represent a small fraction of the church physically. There's just Mm -hmm. not enough room, and with the limitations, 100 people or 25% or whatever, they're all filling up. We're thankful for that. People are hungry to gather. We're keeping people safe. You know, I know for a lot of people, it's like, I don't know if I want to gather. Totally, everybody has to make that decision on themselves. No pressure Mm -hmm. in this season. Do what you think is best. But people are socially distancing. They're keeping their masks on. So we're thankful for that, just that people are respecting the boundaries, you know? And um, you know, we have a good relationship with our mayor, with our governor, with with our with our, you know. Uh, and I know that they're doing their best. We may not agree on everything all the time, but they're yeah. doing their best to keep people safe. So we're trying to honor that, and uh, and be respectful of those of those limits and keep people healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we've we've I have a lot of people I know in my life. I know you do who have had COVID. A lot of people in the church who've yeah. had COVID, and it's been serious for a number of people. And so we want to take it seriously. Yeah. And so and, yeah. And on the flip side, I still think people appreciate the fact that you know i get to get dressed up i get to go somewhere i get to see something you know we've been watching church online for so long that just being in the presence of other people worshiping you know it just gives you a little bit of that that feeling oh it's great absolutely i mean i just last week just having services i came home and i was like teared up and talking to my wife i was like babe it's just so good to worship with people worship jesus with our family and it's been awesome and honestly even with the rooms super thinned out and uh you know, College Street seats 1,200 people, mm-hmm. so we're maxing it at 100. Yeah. So it's like, there's yeah, a lot of room. Yeah, it's a lot of room. <laughs> there's a lot of room, yeah. but honestly, it's great. You know, you watch a football game and the stadium's empty. It's yeah. just what it is right now. Yeah. And so uh, so it's great, and we've really actually enjoyed those microservices, and uh, we'll keep them going as long as we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this last weekend, um, you preached on Vision Sunday, yeah. and you preached on what to expect from the church over the next couple of years. And you hit on a couple awesome, awesome things that I want to chat with you about. Number one being uh, the new building. I mean, I don't think anyone is is more excited than me to to see that new, I mean, I'm sure you are, but that new building. So 
let's talk about let's yeah. talk about the the obstacles it's taken to this point totally. and where where we're at with the new boat. Yeah, so if you've been with our church any length of time, you know uh, last year we started talking about this anchor location, which really is a location, a church building with services on Sunday with people, but it's a location that's large enough to service a bunch of locations, right? So at Vox, we have nine locations. We're looking to launch more mm-hmm. as the Lord leads every single year, year after year. But uh, having a a one hub that can serve four or five or even six other churches, other Vox churches, is a real asset. So yeah. you can store uh, equipment there. You can do training there. You can do larger events there. And so we really felt like the first anchor location needed to be in the New Haven area. Mm-hmm. We found this property in Brantford, seven miles outside of downtown New Haven. Uh, all the negotiations took forever. It's you know it's a it's a nuanced large scale operation. And so we were able to secure both the office, the central office. And then also a site for the anchor location. And so the central office, I don't want to say that was easy, but that was easier. Mm -hmm. And so we renovated these facilities all through the beginning of 2020, moved in in the summer of 2020. And it's just been great to be able to be there. We've got 55 staff. We can actually house our staff and do larger gatherings. Of course, with COVID, there are challenges with that too. But uh but that was that. But then the anchor location, you have to go through a whole planning and zoning process. We're yeah. bulldozing the building that's there and building uh, a $6 million building that mm-hmm. can that can really do everything that we need it to do. And uh, that was a huge step of faith for us. The planning and zoning process was a miracle. I yeah. mean, a miracle. These things can take six months. They can take six years. I talked to a church that it took 10 years for them to get through planning and zoning because of like a salamander. I mean, there's all different, yeah. you know, obstacles you can come up with, with natural preserves and everything else. Uh, from from start to finish, ours was just over three months. Yeah. So really like breakthrough, November 19th, we got unanimous acceptance from planning and zoning. Let's go. And so, yeah, it's huge. So yeah. we um, were waiting on one traffic study from the state. And then uh, we expect that not to be an issue, and then we will knock the building down. So mm-hmm. we're going to be there with cameras, Let's knock go. that building down. We think, don't hold us to this, we think we can build it in 8 to 10 months, 12 months at the most. We've got our, our whole construction team, which is a group of amazingly gifted individuals from the yeah. church, ready to go. They've got their whole timeline. And uh, so God willing, this uh, you know late, late winter, March, we're breaking ground and starting to build, and then um, we are in that service, in that building by the end of the year. Yeah. That's actually not the only building we're working on right now, though. Um, I mean, <laughs> Here, not, not too many. And, and before you touch on that, yep. I just want to reflect yep. on exactly what you said, because we moved office locations yep. into the new office, and sometimes you just have to reflect on yeah. some of the wins over the last couple of months because we get so caught up in all the negative right this and that and this is closing and this but we don't necessarily reflect on the wins we totally. grew into a building with with room to grow oh. and as i've been there over the last couple of months i've seen new faces i've seen new people i've Great. seen people come onto the team and for me i mean watching and not just vox but this yep. is a movement in new england right and watching the people be be placed to help the vision yeah. of Vox grow. Yeah, it's pretty I mean, cool. That, that's a win in my book. Oh, it's been huge. Honestly, uh, we've done more to like strengthen our team in the last twelve months than ever. Yeah. So that's been like a gift of COVID. Honestly, and uh, 
Yeah, I mean, the, you got we went from 7,000 square feet to 21,000 square feet. We were able to really do what we want to do and even have storage and place to store vehicles mm-hmm. and all the various elements that make the ministry move faster yeah. and healthier. And so, yeah, huge win. Mm-hmm. And I know that I have a tendency, my wife will tell you this, to just like be like, good, win, what's next? Yeah. You know, and just not really be like, wow, let's pause. Let's just uh, be thankful yeah. for this win. And so, yeah, that's huge. But we also are in negotiations. This is like top secret stuff, but we're in negotiations <laughs> for um, a Hartford facility. I really believe, I really believe in the name of Jesus, God mm, is going to open up an opportunity for a permanent facility in Hartford in 2021, and we will be meeting there in 2021. I really believe that. And so i um, praying for that. And uh, it, it looks really good. I yeah. think it's going to happen. Well, yeah. Hartford, you heard it. You heard yeah. it. Yeah. So be in faith, Hartford. Be That's praying. Right. Trusting God for the resources, trusting God for the opportunity and the right deal, but uh, things are starting to fall into place, and we are, you know, in my opinion, maybe a month or so away from being able to announce a permanent Hartford facility. Yeah. So, uh, that's be so about that. awesome. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge for our Hartford Church, and I think it's going to be a great, great opportunity to grow yeah. the grow the mission. Well, to take a step backwards, <clears throat> excuse me, to take a step backwards, let's talk a little bit about how we're getting there. Yep. So, you mentioned in this weekend's. Uh, service you mentioned that this is the end of the year offering yeah and for those of us who've been here for a couple of years we are you know we are committed to the end of the year offering yep. but uh some people may have a question the Absolutely. difference between wake my heart so we're still we're almost halfway through wake my heart correct and wake my heart was a commitment to the the uh the movement yep of what we're doing. Correct. So the buildings and, and everything that goes along with yep. it. So what is the difference between Wake My Heart and the end of the year offering? Great question. Yeah. So in Wake My Heart, which was a series we did last year where we outlined the next steps for the church over the two-year period of 2020 and 2021, we outlined three specific priorities to see the gospel advance across New England. First, to strengthen our current ministries. Mm-hmm. Second, to build this anchor location and launch new churches. And then third, to establish a site acquisition fund like what we're doing in Hartford in order to snag new permanent facilities for existing campuses. And so Mm -hmm. those are like the three things we said, hey, if we're going to see this movement really transform more lives, those three priorities need to be central. So we said we're going to start what we call a one fund, which means that every dollar that goes in is going to fund those three priorities. And as a church... We committed by faith to $19.5 million over two years, right? Mm. So I announced on Sunday how where we're at, we're at just over $8 million. So we're slightly behind, but in the midst of a pandemic, thank you, Jesus, for that, right? It's pretty miraculous. And so from now till the end of the year, our goal is to see about 1.7 come in in order to keep us on track for that 19 and a half. And so uh, the end of the year offering really is a part of the one fund. It's part of the Wake My Heart. So everything that's given, whether somebody made a commitment to Wake My Heart or not, it's one fund. And so everything that's given at the end of the year offering goes into that one fund to hit that 19 and a half over the two years. And so... Uh, yeah, so you know, we do encourage people to make commitments because I think a commitment is a step of faith. Mm-hmm. And like we talked about in the church, you know, each week we've been talking about Abraham going up the mountain. We've been talking about the woman with oil pouring it into the jars. God moves when we take steps of faith, and so our commitment to the church. Uh, in generosity. It's not a legal commitment. People sometimes get tangled up and even self-condemned. Oh, I don't know. It's illegal. No, 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 no. This is a faith commitment. It's trusting God. And when we do that, um, it's really just saying, hey, we're in this with you. But even our generosity at the end of the year, all of it goes towards this one fund of seeing the 19 and a half million come in 
over the course of these two years. So we're yeah. right at the halfway point, and we're um, we're like I said, about 1.7 million behind. Uh, but I, you know, God keeps moving. I wouldn't be surprised if we surpassed that by the end yeah. of this year. Yeah. And after your service, I actually had someone come up to me and ask me, is it possible to make a commitment to wake my heart yep. now? Or is this something that happened last year? Yep. Uh, and you know, I, I don't know if you want to address that. Yeah, for sure. So obviously there were, um, I don't know, well over a thousand people that made Wake My Heart commitments December of 2019, which were two-year commitments. Mm -hmm. So at this halfway point, we're inviting our church family because hundreds of people have joined the church, have fallen in love with the vision. Uh, We're inviting our church family to kind of join in and make a one-year commitment so that together we'll kind of complete the whole thing together. So yeah, yeah, if somebody says, hey, I've been giving monthly, but I'm not really committed, or I've not been giving, but I want to give, uh, they can right now, both on their website and at our microchurch services, fill out the little commitment card. It wouldn't be a two-year commitment, but it'd just be a one-year. So they'll mm-hmm. join us for the second half of yeah. the leg of the two years. Um, and we really, we honor that. We welcome that. That would be awesome. Anybody yeah. that wants to jump in. Um it gets us closer and closer to that mm. 19.5. So, yeah. And this is actually a two-part question, and it was emailed to us. Uh, so someone actually wanted to know, do you have to be a member to start tithing towards the church? Yeah, of course. And I know this is a, a pretty generic question, right. uh, but I just wanted you to address it from your standpoint. It's great, yeah. Yeah, so Vox has thousands of people who participate who are part of our family, mm-hmm. right? We believe that the uh, the family of God is all those who say yes to Christ, who give your life to Christ. You're a part of the family of God. So signing a piece of paper doesn't make you a Christian, yeah. right? Uh, you know, even attending a particular church doesn't make you a Christian. Trusting in Christ makes you a Christian. And so that's the global church. Now, the local church of Vox is all of those who are committed to this family. Now, mm-hmm. we have different levels of commitment. We have thousands of people who are participators, right, in the in the mission of Vox. They've not gone to a membership class. They've not signed a membership commitment. But candidly, uh, a significant portion of the resources that come into Vox come in through those who are participating in the mission of the church but haven't yet gone through membership. Mm-hmm. We then have this core, which really makes up our leaders in our church, which are our members. And we invite everybody to go through that process. We have a membership class that we offer at all of our various campuses. And once they go through the membership class, they actually sign a membership agreement. And really what they're doing is just saying, hey, listen, I align with the vision and the values of this community, and I'm committing myself. So we ask our members to be generous. So really what you're doing is it's kind of like you're saying, hey, I'm committing to serve. I'm committing to give. I'm committing to be active here. Mm -hmm. If you want to make that commitment, listen, I made that commitment. You made that commitment. We're all in. Let's do that. If you're at a place where you're like, well... I do love this church. I want to give. Your resources are still going to advance the mission. You're still a part of the family for sure. And we do encourage you when the time is right for you, go through the membership class and make that commitment official. Mm -hmm. Uh, But those that have not yet done the membership journey, you're still a part of the family. I mean, you're still part of the family of God and we love you. We're, We're grateful for you. We really couldn't do what we do. Uh, right now at Vox, I would say that we're probably just maybe 30% of our uh, regular participants are actually members. Yeah. And so it's not a huge percentage. I mean, 70% of those that are involved and active, they haven't yet gone through the membership journey, and that's okay. Yeah. In their time, we do encourage them to do that. And I think the membership class, one of the things that I thought before I took the membership class was, oh, they're going to ask me all these questions. They're going to say, like, where is my faith? You know, I want to make sure I'm on. But it wasn't at all like that. It was more so for us to learn about the vision of Vox. And uh, for all all of you who had 
are in that kind of you know place where you don't yep. necessarily know if you want to go, I would totally recommend it because at the end, uh, especially, they give you a chance to ask any question that you want. Yeah, which is important. F- yeah, to find out where the heart is of the church. Yep. And you know, it's just an opportunity for all those things that you're thinking about to go and get those questions answered. Totally. And you know, uh, Mike Schnapp actually did our yep. uh, membership class, and he did a great job. And people yeah, he's were, okay. Be- <laughs> <laughs> people were asking i mean questions crazy questions. yeah all over the place yeah, yeah. and you know it's just it's an opportunity for you to feel comfortable and again it, it's not a test of where your faith is right. you know it's more so to for you to understand the vision of vox so guys i i 100%. recommend you uh going to that class yeah a great place to start is an essentials class so those will kind of help you understand your spiritual gifts the vision of vox and then those end with a specific membership class and we do leave time at the end of that for people just to ask questions when i used to lead membership classes because i did all the membership class for the first five years of the church yeah sometimes it'd be two hours two and a half hours that we would just stay and people would just ask all kinds of crazy what do you think about this and why do you do this and why is the church we talk about church government we talk about where the money goes we mm-hmm. talk about you know who sets my salary i don't set my own salary yeah. i don't have i don't even have access to the bank accounts of our church you yeah. know and so we we create those those uh those checks and balances for the sake of the family so yeah. that it's healthy and so that it's accountable. And so we outline all of that. And, uh, and then people get to ask questions. They get to ask every type of crazy question yeah. they want. <laughs> My mom was divorced twice. Yeah. What do you think about this? You know, yeah. all the questions and that's good. That's what we do. And so ultimately it's not what I think about it. We're always going to say, well, what does the scripture teach about yeah. it? And that's what we're going to wrestle with together. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. So I just want to try, uh, switch gears a little bit and talk about yeah. Vox music. Vox music more than alive has been, yeah. you know, has just been awesome. I had a chance to listen to the album and I was actually there during the live worship night. Yes. So Vox music. Kinda, Were you filming? Were you the, I was filming. Yeah, yeah, I was awesome. in the, yeah, I was in the crowd, you know, oh, okay. I mean, walking all over people nice. bumping in, but it, I mean, what an awesome, awesome album. So I know you had a little part of that. So little what, part, yeah. what, what do you mean? Come on, man. <laughs> I can't give you all the credit, you know, creative and, and everybody else. Yeah. Right. Um, so let's talk about that album and, and yeah. kind of what it's all about. Yeah, honestly, I don't. I, so, um, my part in the world now, the, the, the fun part I get to play mostly is in the creation of the songs. I get to write a lot of the, the songs with the guys, not mm-hmm. all of them, but some of them I, I do get to participate in. And I have a blast with that. I love writing songs. I love lyrics. I love working with Joey and the guys to just craft songs. And, uh, yeah, so we, we really have felt from day one at Vox that, uh, part of who we are is to express the heart of the house through worship. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, writing original music that really, kind of encapsulates the vision, the passion of this church has been a real priority for us. It's our goal. I'll go on record to say this. It's our goal from this point forward to release a a original music album every year. Let's and go. so yep. yeah, so every year um, we want to release an album and that's our that's our plan moving forward. But uh but yeah this year we just was kind of our year to get started yeah. to really say, hey, we're gonna release a live album and uh primarily original music and really just express the heart of Jesus through mm-hmm. song for our community and for anybody that wants to just be encouraged and worship God. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about it. I love the songs on this album. I've just been, uh, actually worshiping Jesus myself, putting these on and just, just lifting up Jesus. And it's been sweet. So if there's one song on the album that you feel has really connected with you and your walk, what song Mm, would it be? Yeah. Uh, father, father. Yeah. Yeah. For me, you know, uh, the truth of God as father is the ultimate revelation 
of relationship, this is what Jesus said, right? He said, when you pray, say our father. And everybody that was listening just about fell down. They said, what? We can talk to God like that? Mm. And uh, and that, that song, you know, that is really all about interacting with God as father is just such an incredible truth to be able to uh, sing back to God. Yeah. Yeah, and so important for our hearts. I think that you know, nearly every problem in our life goes back to this thing of, do you know that he's your father? Because if you know that he's your father, uh, you can find peace in just about any circumstance. Yeah. Well, guys, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that album, make sure you log on. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. Anywhere where you can download music, uh, more than alive. And also Christmas, December 23rd. Make sure that That's you it. guys check that one be out. a part that it's one's gonna be gonna great be awesome so once again jk we want to thank you so much for being here we are going to be back live with jk next week so if you guys have any questions for him make sure you email us at beyond sunday at boxchurch.org until next week see you then <laughs>